Hi, this is Frank McKenna, the Chief Executive and Group Chairman of Downtown in Business. And I want to tell you about a fabulous conference that we're hosting on Thursday, the 7th of September, 2023. In association with Sedulo Group, BDP and VSI Executive Education, we'll be hosting a one-day event, Business of Sport, at the home of Lancashire Cricket Club during the international football break in the autumn. The conference will attract up to 200 delegates from sports organisations, private sector companies and public sector agencies from across the country. Our confirmed speakers so far include Gary Neville, the ex-Manchester United and England footballer turned pundit and entrepreneur. Sir Howard Bernstein, former Chief Exec of Manchester City Council, part of the City's Commonwealth Games delivery and legacy team. The Chief Executive of Women in Football, Yvonne Harrison. GB Javelin Champion and Olympic medalist Goldie Sayers, the Chief Exec of FC United, Natalie Atkinson, and the Chair of the Rugby League World Cup, Chris Brindley. Tickets are available now. Go to downtowninbusiness.com. You'll find out all the information in the events section of our website. More speakers to be announced shortly, but it is going to be a fantastic day. That's Thursday, the 7th of September, 2023, Downtown in Business's Business of Sport Conference. Welcome to the Downtown Den, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Elaine Bowker, who's the Chief Executive and Principal of the City of Liverpool College. And she is the latest guest in our Meet the Partner series. Downtown in Business worked with the college for a number of years now. Uh, and that might seem like a sort of strange partnership. Why should a business organisation be working with a college? Well, actually, Elaine's going to tell us why. Um, and Elaine, I think it's fair to say that, you know, the college, one of the most successful organisations, not just in our city, but across the country now, some yep. outstanding results. Um, but why do you see, you know, a relevant link with business organisations, the business sector, the private sector and the way that you do, because you've been very, very much on that agenda for many years now. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's just crucial. It's in our DNA. It's why we exist. So colleges are here to provide the skills for business, business growth and for individuals to be employable. So you've got to work with businesses, want to understand what do you want, what do you need um, make sure that we're delivering what's wanted in a way that's wanted and understanding that the skills we're delivering are what employers need and they're up to date. It's the most crucial aspects that a college ever does. You cannot survive. Um, it's that symbiotic relationship where employers can't survive without us once they realise what we can do and we can't survive without them because that's all we're here to do is provide those skills. And if they're not relevant, and they're not up to date. They're not worth anything. And, you know, working with downtown um, for a long time has enabled us to access employers, work alongside employers, have good relationships and make sure that what we are delivering and what we're doing is what employers really value. And you describe yourselves, I think, rightly as the College for Business. We do. Uh, we'll start with the basics, I suppose, which is, you know, apprenticeships. Yeah. Uh, because everybody thinks, oh, college apprenticeships. And we do a lot in that area as we the do. college, don't we? 
Yeah, apprenticeships is an area where we're, and we work in areas where lots of other people don't want to work or can't afford to work. It's, you know, it's expensive delivering apprenticeships. And we're in the areas where it's all about the technical, the engineering, the construction. So we're actually nationally, we lead on aircon and refrigeration. And we have some very specialist facilities, as you know, electrical gas engineering, all aspects of construction, health, social, pharmacy. So there is, we do everything pretty well except agriculture and horticulture. And that is still a really understood value in terms of what employers want. So it's one of those areas where everyone understands or thinks they understand what an apprenticeship's all about, but you must be employed first and we're there delivering alongside the employer, linked to the employer workplace. But it's still something that employers really like and really value. Well, we've experienced the apprenticeship programme that the college delivers and obviously we've had a number of people who've gone through our team and have been great in terms of they come in, they've done their apprenticeship and then we've taken them on into full-time jobs. And we've got many examples of that happening in other businesses right across the city region as well. Um, But I think, you know, one of the things that potentially puts businesses off from taking on apprenticeships is bureaucracy, red tape, that sort of thing. And, you know, what I can say as a business owner is when we've worked with your team at the college, all of that is taken away from you. It is. It's just such a simple process because you guys are so used to just coming in and saying, we'll take that headache away from you. That's, I think that's really important though, isn't it? Employers are running their businesses. Um, we understand that. And government could not have made apprenticeships more complicated had they you know, set out to do it. It is the most complex part of the skills system but our job is to hide the wiring and at the end of the day, your, your employers like yourself are just looking for um, talent. So making sure that you've got access to the best talent and you don't have to do anything else. That's our job to do it. And, you know, we pride ourselves in doing that and making it simple and making it easy because it's the number one thing. Every time I talk to an employer now, it's all about skills. It's all about skill shortages, labour shortages, trying to access really good skilled talented people and trying to retain them. So it's so important that we're doing that bit for employers really well, which is we recruit for employers and we also work alongside them upskill, retrain their existing workforce alongside, you know, some of the boot camps as well. So there are just so many options now available for employers, which make it so easy for them. And those employers that work with us come back time and time again. It's just the fact that Everybody seems to know a school and everyone seems to know a university. And unless you've really worked with the college and we're the bit that's providing what the city region needs, it's just level four technical skills, level five technical skills. And that's our space. But we do need to do more to ensure that local employers realise that we are your college. You can also use our facilities. Yeah, which are amazing, including they the restaurants. And actually, I was going to say, because you, you know, you rightly mentioned and are proud of construction, engineering, pharmaceutical, you know, those sort of industry sectors, so important to the growth of the economy, of course. But one of the things that I admire about you, Elaine, and about the the college and the team there is that you are very proactive in terms of looking at what the city needs Mm. and seeing what you can do to help. And a number of years ago now, 
you saw the importance of the visitor economy to Liverpool. And so in that sector as well, mm-hmm. you know, hospitality, you've just done such a huge amount, haven't you? We have. Um, and, we, you know, we're one of the top three colleges in that sector, in the, in the whole of the UK. We do the Royal Academy of Culinary Arts programme, which is training. So they're very, very high standards. We do front of house. We do you know, the chefs. Pretty well all aspects of it. And right now when visitor economy is in such a difficult position, it is hard to attract, but we are, we are, we're still attracting and we're keeping going and we will do that because, you know, the economy will pick up, it will get easier, things will happen. And it's really important that we stay in that sector because we're known, we're trusted. And, you know, we've had some fantastic successes. We've won so many international, national competitions, you know, chefs, uh, chef of the year. In fact, we won one recently in terms of chef in the year as well. We work very, very closely with employers. We've, you know, talked about the Royal Academy. Paul Askew at the art school has been a really big supporter of us. Worked really well to help us to get the Royal Academy. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of local employers do recruit directly uh, from us each year. And I said, when we start to talk about apprenticeships in some ways, that's the basic level of what the college does <laughs> yeah. in terms of its relationship with business because you also do an awful lot around leadership and management. Uh, and again, I think one of the messages that we want to get out over the next 12 months is how good the course offer is in terms of being able to develop your existing talent. This isn't just about you going recruiting some kids no, and seeing no, if they're no. any good for your business. This is about people within your business who you see have a future in your company and you want to develop their skills base and the college can really help in we that can. space, can't you? In so many ways. So and um, we've got lots of things, you know, we, we're not just there for young people, although we've got a lot of them. We've got a lot of adults coming to us and that might be that they're already in work and they're coming to us as an individual to upskill, reskill, develop their career. Sometimes it's employers sponsoring them to come to us. Uh, there's lots of financial help and support. And then other times it's about a bespoke programme that our em- an employer wants us to do on their premises, uh, which is about developing them. You know, we've got a fantastic relationship with Robertson Construction, who are a Scottish-owned company, but big in the Northwest. And uh, we do so much work with them in terms of their specialist work, but also the training and development of all their leaders and managers. So we work very closely and each each employer will have some want something different, need something different. And that's what we can do. And the boot camps again are so flexible. And we're working very, very closely with the city region to be able to deliver these. So it's free training at the point of delivery. You can upskill, you can you know, look to search for talent if that's what you want. And it can be any shape, any size, um, bespoke to your needs. And that's what, that's what I believe by being, when we say we're the college for business, it's about really getting alongside employers, just understanding what it is you need and then delivering those bespoke solutions. It doesn't matter what sector it is. We work in all the sectors and all of our staff are dual professionals. So that means they came to us first as an engineer, as a chef, you know, as a, as a gas engineer, as a, an electrician, and then they train as a teacher. So they have got the skills that employers really want and value. And as we have gone through the last sort of five, six, seven years, you know, we've seen lots of changes 
in the further education sector. Yeah. We've obviously had austerity and that put pressure on colleges as well as other public sector institutions, of course. Um, you know, I don't sense I'm a governor on the colleges, I've said on a number of our podcasts because I'm proud to be there. But I don't sense it's getting any easier, Elaine, is it? Oh, and, no, you, you know, no, no. If we look beyond <laughs> what we do with businesses, you know, some of the work that we do as a college in terms of just supporting kids through really difficult times. And, you know, we are dealing with at times some of the hardest to reach children, aren't we? And, and that's what the college does. It does. It's in our DNA. We're, it's often misunderstood because we are one of the highest performing colleges as well in the country. And the results came out for all colleges a couple of weeks back. And we've done exceptionally well, both in the whole of the city region and beyond. But we are often taking young people who are often very talented, but have two, three or four aspects of disadvantage and barriers in their way. Um, so if we just take, for example, young people coming in without their English and without their maths, which limits their options and their possibilities. They're coming in at the you know, lowest quartile, going out in the upper quartile. So we are able to do something I think it's probably fair to say that the Liverpool Liverpool struggles to do. Um, we are getting our students and our young people through their English and maths in that one year with us um, to a much higher standard. And then they are reaching really good standards in terms of every qualification that they're doing. We're really proud. We're getting people into fantastic first choice job options. And we're also getting people into the first choice options in terms of further progression, whether that's progressing with us, because we are a higher education institution as well. Um, everybody assumes that you only do degrees and HNDs and HNCs in universities. Um, you also do them in colleges as well. So our students will progress maybe to universities, to ourselves. But the main thing is 98% of them are getting their first choice after they leave us, which is so significant. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and just in terms of being some controversy recently, obviously over Ofsted and, you know, my frustration, you don't necessarily have to comment on this, Elaine, but my <laughs> frustration with Ofsted is not that they come in and do a sense check on where a school, a college, an institution is, but it's the narrow view that they have of yeah. the activity that a college such as the City of Liverpool College have to undertake. So they look at exam results. What they won't look at is those challenges about dealing with disadvantaged children, about dealing with students who have a background which is not necessarily a kind environment for learning. And my frustration, as I say with Ofsted, and I've said this to government ministers, I've said it to shadow ministers, yeah. I've said it to mayors, is... We've got to find a way whereby colleges such as Liverpool get some credit for that extremely, extremely important added value that yes. you guys bring. Um, and I totally support what you're saying there. I'm really grateful for the fact that you do speak up and speak out about this, Frank. It is very, very important. We're the only bit of the education sector that's not getting any increases in funding. Yet what we are seeing is our students are coming, especially post-pandemic, 
in the current economic climate. So you're seeing rising levels of poverty. We're seeing rising levels of financial hardship. We're seeing rising levels of mental health issues, rising levels of students with low confidence during the pandemic. We're seeing lots more students who missed out on learning and the extra support that's needed and just a lot more issues around safeguarding as well. So all in all, we're having to put more in support. I mean, we just did a big, massive piece of brand proposition. And what came back was two things. One, um, students say they feel heard, seen, loved, cared, and that there's, you know, the people who work with them, the teachers, their progress leaders will do anything for them. Um, they know that if they come to us, they're going to get a really good deal. But at the same time, they also know that they're going to go out with a really great qualification that's going to be recognised and the reputation of the college helps them. But to do that, the effort that has to go in to all those support services, and at times we do feel like we play the role of social services, we play the role in terms of health, because we're now employing far more mental health um, support teams We've also got to put more financial support into students, more, you know, just more bursaries, um, food, everything. We're having to do more of everything to support those students to get from A to B. More learning support practitioners, more teaching assistants. Yet we're not getting any increase whatsoever in funding. And it's a real shame because the, the results show it works. It's a huge success story. But how sustainable that's going to be in the long term is a really serious question that no one is engaging and willing to answer. Mm, and I think that's where we need to take the conversation next in a sense. And one of the things that I do have um, some optimism about is the fact that, you know, there is now a, a serious journey that devolution is on. And it looks like, certainly from the Greater Manchester and West Midlands perspective at the moment, that they will be getting increasingly more responsibility and hopefully more resources for skills, education and training. Now, I know you have a good relationship with Steve Rotherham and yeah. the Liverpool City region. I know that you advise the city in terms of its skills agenda uh, and strategy. Um, is that something that you would encourage that sort of devolved yeah. powers, those devolved responsibilities. And as you say, most importantly, I suppose, resources. Well, I, I think, you know, the first time I met you, Frank, um, I'd come from Manchester mm. and we already had aspects of devolution. And I think I mentioned to you then, I'm a big advocate of devolution. I think decision-making needs to be closest to the people that understand where that resource needs to be placed in those decisions. And that's not in Whitehall. So I am a huge advocate of devolution, a big fan in terms of what Steve Rotherham's doing here for the city region. And, you know, the fact that the skills budget's been devolved for some time, but that in isolation doesn't work because you've got someone pulling the purse strings in Whitehall around around apprenticeships. You've got someone in Whitehall holding the purse strings around 16 to 18. So it's a tiny little bit of the skills system that's been devolved, which limits, you know, the Metro Mayor's uh, ability to flex all of that for the better of the city region. So we do need more devolved powers. And we need to, and also since colleges have been reclassified, which is a massive aspect, Massive, massive issue now. So we have been reclassified into the public sector, into 
were classified as central government. I mean, my question is, how is that going to sit alongside? So, you know, we get a lot. We're 20% of the whole of Steve's skills budget just at the City of Liverpool College because of our size and our breadth. Um, And Steve needs to be able to influence that. But reclassification means I'm, uh, my responsibilities are to treasury. Um, so we have got some disconnects <laughs> that we really do need to work through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a, a work in progress, I think it'd be fair to say. Yeah. But let's finish on a, a positive note, because as I've started the conversation as the you know, College for Business, which is absolutely the case, we've talked about the apprenticeships, the opportunities that people have to send their existing teams and staff to, yes. to you guys to upskill and listening days when we're all looking to retain good staff, then what an opportunity that is. Um, if people are looking to contact the college to get involved with the college, uh, come through downtown and we can refer yeah, them to absolutely. some of your ter- yeah. team. Is that the easiest way? We want businesses just to find easy ways to us and anyone who wants to get in touch with us through downtown is great because we know it'll come to us very, very quickly. Equally, you know, through our website, we, you know, there is going to be very soon just a very single, um, easy access for employers. It's easy now, but we're going to try and make it even easier because that's what we want. We just want employers to contact us. We'll do the rest. Fantastic. So that's Elaine Bowker, the Chief Exec and Principal of the City of Liverpool College, latest in our uh, Meet the Partner series. And I can say, uh, because we've used the service on more than one occasion, that the apprenticeship service is fantastic. One of our team recently went on a boot camp as well, and she thoroughly enjoyed that. And we as a business are benefiting from her learning. So if you do want to upskill your staff, or if you are looking to give some young people a chance, and why wouldn't you if you're a Liverpool pool based business then please do get in touch either via downtown in business or as elaine said go directly through the city of college uh, city of liverpool college website all the details you can google it i'm sure you can do that thanks for listening we'll be back soon with another podcast in the downtown depth